Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. Before a radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, tuning in through our online affiliates around the world, we're glad that you all could join us as well. If you're looking for a, a book that will not only inspire you, but also motivate you in your own life to be able to go for your goals and dreams, I think you're going to really enjoy our next segment. We're excited to welcome Patrick Asari to our broadcast today. He's the author of the book. Book, the Boy from Boadua, One African's Journey of Hunger and Sacrifice in Pursuit of a Dream. We're going to talk to Patrick not only about the reflection on his life, but also how he was able to overcome challenges, how he was able to believe in himself, and now to be able to show other people how they can be able to do the same thing. If you all are just now hearing about The Boy from Boadua, we'll let you know how to get your own copy of the book as well. Patrick, thank you again for the time. Really do appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. Well, the pleasure is definitely all mine. So in all that you've been able to do already, Patrick, I want to say congratulations to you, but what has it been like for you now to add author in front of your name? <laughs> it's, uh, it's really wonderful uh, because my, my whole journey from this uh, small dust village in uh, uh, Ghana, West Africa, began with when I picked up uh, a scrap of newspaper on the ground and read something on it. And um, I, I, I was about nine years old at the time when this happened, and um, I, I realized that I love to read. And so reading is really what took me on this magical journey from uh, uh, that village to uh, the Soviet Union and on to America. And so, and so today, to, to have been able to write an entire book is, is really surreal, really. <laughs> yeah. And and I think what is so interesting to read the book, having never met you before, Patrick, is that the book is, is so universal. Is that something else that you're hearing from people? Because even though it may begin, you know, in Africa, and then, of course, takes you, you know, really in this trip around the world, I think it's something that people all over can relate to when it comes to overcoming challenges and, and going for their dreams. Is that something that other people have told you? Uh, absolutely. So that that is really the the most joy that I've gotten from, since the book has been published um, from the people around the world uh, that have reached out to me about the universality of of the message in the book. And so it's it's appealing to people of all ages and uh, of all backgrounds. I've, I've had readers contact me from Germany, Switzerland. that had to talk about. Uh, how the book has, uh, you know, impacted them. So that for me, that's the greatest reward, really, for for having written this book. Yeah. And there were many challenges that you faced. One of which you talked about the move from Boadua with your with your father, and you know, thinking that it would be a place you would return back to, but him trying to, you know, to basically to start a new life, but also the challenges even with that. Talk to us about that for a moment, Patrick, because I think a lot of times when we think about challenges, um, there is, of course, the negativity that can come with that, but it seems like it really helped to build fortitude in you. Would you agree that the challenges you face even growing up kind of help you become the person you are today? Again, absolutely. Um, the The... 
the the background, the, the, the way I grew up really uh, shaped my character and everything that I've been able to uh, uh, do uh, uh, from from there up to this point. And so mm-hmm. I had I had a very difficult uh, childhood that uh, uh, people that have read the book find unimaginable because I started working on farms when I was about eight years old and um, you know, in America would, would consider that uh, child labor, but uh, in, in the, in the environment I grew up in um, that, that was a life. And so uh, and it was filled with chores. And so we, as an eight year old, uh, I had 13 siblings and I was growing up in a household with two illiterate, illiterate parents. And, um, uh, it, 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 Parents with no jobs. Uh, my father was a subsistence farmer, and my mother was a housemaker. She took care of uh, uh, the 14 of us at home. And uh, finding food to feed uh, these, uh, this number of children was, was a constant challenge with poverty and uh, uh, nothing you know, around to sustain you. And so, and so as children, we, we were forced to uh, do work that uh, adults <laughs> Uh, do in most societies, and so I learned early on that uh, you you had to, uh, and, and that's the picture that I, I had in my mind as a child that uh, you you just have to take life by the by the you know by the scruff of the neck and just uh, uh, do what you have to survive, and so and so that mentality is what I've carried with me uh, throughout my journey up to uh, up to today. Yeah. And this definitely has helped you for sure. And so I think the other thing that comes comes across, you just mentioned, of course, your parents being illiterate. But one thing that we were able to see is your thirst for education, your thirst from knowledge. Where do you think that came from, Patrick? And again, that I, I think I would put that down to curiosity. So I think I was a curious uh, child. And I the 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 village i grew up in had um had a basic elementary school and uh, and a middle school and so about 99% of the parents in this in this village were illiterate and so there was there were no expectations when it came to education uh, most children born in that place uh, got a bit of an education from uh uh, the primary school and then uh, the middle school, and that was about the end of uh, child education. Secondary schools, which is the equivalent of high schools in America, uh, our secondary schools in Ghana were boarding schools, and so you had to leave home uh, to go live in a boarding house, and uh, you had to pay tuition to do that. It's just like colleges here in uh, in America. So that, that really... Uh, became a stumbling block as far as education. So when he lived in a village like I lived in, uh, you you were not expected to go beyond uh, middle school. But when I picked up the scrap of newspaper that uh, uh, I read something on it that opened my eyes to further education, uh, so that I would put that down to curiosity. And uh, after I read that, I, I decided there and then that I wanted to get myself out of the village and uh, to go beyond and get further education. So, so curiosity would be my word for that. For it. Yeah. 
And now, of course, here you are not only uh, able to have, you know, been able to enjoy getting an education, but also now to be able to find success for yourself. I want to talk to you more about that, but I want to say for those who are just tuning in, he's on the radio side or online, you're listening to Conversations Live. We're excited to welcome Patrick Asari to our broadcast today. We're discussing his life and the book, The Boy from Boadua. It's available through our friends at Amazon.com. We're going to also remind you how you can stay connected with Patrick. So, Patrick, I think the, the other thing that comes through in the book is that, you know, you learn life lessons, right, about trust. Yes. I mean, you had individuals, you know, that, that, that you know, tried to take advantage of you. You had times yes. when you were looking at the world and wondering, you know, can this really be real when you saw places that were so different, right, than, than where you grew up. But what has that been like for you now to have the world kind of, you know, be open up to you? Because I think one thing that you have shown is that, it really is up to us how far we choose to go. You did not allow things to to stop you. What has that been like for you to show other people how sometimes we can be our own worst enemy? <laughs> yes, that's a, that's a great that's a great question. So the 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 challenge I think for most of us, and 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 I uh, learned some of these things as I went along. The challenge for many of us is we 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 close ourselves and um, we, we we just hear things about other places, other people, and and we just take whatever we hear, whatever we read at face value. And um, so for me, uh, the the greatest I would say benefit that I've had is I have over time been able to, and this happened when I was so uh, in, in, in my childhood, I've been able to keep my eyes open and, um, and, and, and question things and, uh, you know, be willing to, to take new information and, uh, and work with it. And so when you do that, you keep finding things. So my, my entire life has been a series of discoveries and uh, these discoveries have taken me, from one place to another. And so it, it, it is about opening your mind and your eyes to, to different things and, and not close yourself in. Because when you do that, you, 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 you just uh, uh, eliminate a lot of the opportunities that would otherwise come your way. Yeah. Another thing that you do, Patrick, that I did not realize when I was first introduced to the book, and I want to say a special thank you to Scott Lorenz who, who connected us together. Um, it, one thing I did not expect, and I'm curious if other people who knew you uh, were surprised, Patrick, to read about your bouts with depression. Uh, I'm so glad you decided to write about it. I'm so glad you decided to share it. But what was it like for you to make that decision that you were going to reveal that part of what you've gone through in your life too? Yes, so I thought I thought that was important because, uh, and again, the the people who who knew me uh, before they read the book, uh, they, they were surprised by that because I uh, sort of an even keel person, and so I don't display a lot of emotions and 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 things like that, and and so a lot of people. Uh, think of me that way, and so they, they, they were surprised. I mean, to find uh, that part of my background, and uh, that was a really uh, when my father uh, died uh, unexpectedly about two months before I was uh, uh, due to graduate from my university. 
uh, with everything that he had done in his life uh, to to get me to uh, where I was, a uh, tremendous sacrifice, uh, often to his own personal safety. And so, my, when I was uh, in in college in the Soviet Union, my whole idea was to, I mean, get back to Ghana as quickly as I could and uh, and get him to retire from the farm. I mean, he was uh, uh, approaching his uh, uh, 80s, and uh, he was still working on the farm and. Um, uh, and, and so for him to, to die so unexpectedly uh, two months before I graduated, that, that is what uh, uh, gave me this bout of uh, depression. And uh, I, I couldn't feel my existence at the time. And, um, and, and I know a lot of people go through these um, uh, obstacles and uh, uh, tragedies in their lives. And um, some people don't come out of it. When this thing happened, I did not think I could ever laugh again, or I could, I could even. And so uh, over time, though, uh, what, and that is really what uh, set me on this journey to come to America. I was looking for a place to go heal, basically. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't live in Ghana, uh, but I, I realized that. And so when I came to America and uh, started a new life here, uh, over time, I, I, I recovered uh, well from that. And so writing about that in the book was to uh, share that lesson and to give people encouragement uh, that whatever tragedy uh, that you've gone through that has uh, affected you emotionally, mentally, whatever, I mean, that there, there is always light at the end of the tunnel. And so just, uh, just keep living and just uh, uh, keep hoping. Yeah, such a great point. And I love the fact that you were able to say uh, in the book, Patrick, that, I mean, you felt like you ha- you had to do something. And in your case, it was physically going somewhere else, as you called it in the book, somewhere unfamiliar would help me heal. I want to talk about healing because, again, so much of the book is about your journey of success and what you were able to go through Um but I think the internal work is so important. When you started writing it, did you know so much of it was going to be about your mindset, Patrick, about your feelings, and about how by believing in yourself, that's what helped you get where you are? So uh, writing is um, it, it's a very uh, sort of fascinating uh, sort of undertaking so when when I first tried, started writing the book, uh, the, the format of the book changed really. Uh, I had a different format uh, for the book when I when I set out to write it. I, I was it was going to be a, a bit of the journey, the, the story of the journey, and uh, interspersed with uh, reflections on various social issues: uh, poverty, class, racism. Uh, education, you name it, uh, the importance of role models. So it, it was going to be an alternating series of uh, of personal life and then personal essays to sort of think about some of these social issues. But uh, the early readers of the manuscript kept telling me that the, um, the personal story was more compelling, and so they, they wanted me to focus more on that. So, so I ended up... Uh, uh, tearing up the original draft of the manuscript and, uh, and made it a more chronological sort of, uh, and so the book became more of an autobiography other than, uh, than a memoir. But yeah. the the 
it was it was always going to be, but because of so many of the lessons I've learned on this on this uh, long and winding journey, I, I, I thought I was always going to uh, sort of do a lot of reflection in the book. Uh, I didn't get to do that uh, in the main body of the book, but I put a lot of that into the final chapter, which is which is the longest chapter in the book, the the the, the final thoughts chapter. And so there I tried to sort of retrace uh, some of the steps and, and, and sort of tie everything together. And so, uh, and so yeah, I, 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 it, was, it was an effort to, to sort of share my thoughts. So what is your hope uh, now, Patrick, now that the book, uh, The Boy from Boydua is available, I know that you're getting people get, again from all over the world um, congratulating you on it. Um, what is your hope when people finish the book that they will know about you and what's possible for them? Yeah, so this this book, my my really my main motivation for writing the book was uh, this book was born out of uh, the the experience I had teaching inner city students in uh, in in Buffalo, New York. So when when I got to America for uh, in 1992, I, I I got a job uh, teaching Russian and math in. Uh, in public schools in, in Buffalo, New York, and a typical inner city uh, school district. And uh, it, m- many of the students uh, came from uh, poor backgrounds and um, uh, not not too different from the environment I grew up in in the village. I, I was quite surprised by that because uh, w- until I came to America, I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't realize that I mean, there was so much poverty in, in pockets in so many pockets of America and so and so my first introduction to to that environment was uh, was a bit surprising and and teaching those children uh, mostly middle and high school students over over the course of two years that really opened my eyes to uh, a lot of the challenges that uh, disadvantaged uh, children face in this country and um, so that is what motivated me to write the book, and um, so so the main message, many of the messages in the book are directed at uh, the, the the type of children I, I taught in Buffalo. That number one, uh, the world is a very complicated place, and um, uh, there are all kinds of disadvantages you are going to find, and. The, the the last thing you want to do uh, is to dwell on some disadvantage and, and look on it as something that is permanently uh, inhibiting. You you sort of have to uh, take life as, as you're given it because uh, it's 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 just life. Uh, we we all have to start from somewhere. So so take whatever tools you are given and and run with it. I did that. I, I didn't know as an eight-year-old when I started this whole journey. I didn't know where I was going and uh, what I was doing, but uh, one thing led to another. And so and so, just uh, just pick something that you're passionate about and, and just run with it and uh, do the best you can, whatever it is. And, uh, and, and so that's the main message I want uh, that, that uh, audience, that part of the audience to take from the book. Wow. 
Well, it's a powerful book, and it's a great conversation with you, Patrick. So glad we had a chance to speak. Again, everyone, Patrick Osari has been our guest. The Boy from Boadoy is the title, One African's Journey of Hunger and Sacrifice in Pursuit of a Dream. And it really does remind us all that with hard work, perseverance, and faith, that all things are possible. The book's available through our friends at Amazon.com. For those tuning in online, you all will find the link there for Amazon to be able to get your own copy of it. Patrick, how can our audience stay connected with you? So uh, the the um, I am on uh, Twitter and uh, Facebook. My Twitter handle is uh, p o k w a s i p o a w k s p o k w a s i. And uh, on Facebook, you can reach me at uh, Patrick Asari. The my email, uh, you can also reach me via email. My my website is still under development, but. Uh, uh, I have a, a website currently, uh, com, but you can reach me by email at uh, com. So you can reach me in multiple ways. All right. Well, Patrick, congratulations to you again. So glad we had a chance to talk today and looking forward to staying connected with you. Okay. Thank you very much, Cyrus, for having me. This, uh, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much. More than welcome. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Thank as always. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. And it's going to make today amazing. Take care. <music>